With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Ben Ayton. I am back with a Southampton preview for our upcoming FA Cup fourth round tie at home to Southampton. Um, and, and obviously, happy Emmanuel Dennis Day, everyone, as well. Um, Emmanuel Dennis has returned back to Watford Football Club. He has joined on loan from Nottingham Forest. Um, all of us of the Voices of the Vic put together a little video earlier and it's live on YouTube now if you want to get all our thoughts onto it. I'm not going to really discuss Emmanuel Dennis too much in this preview because this is a dedicated opposition preview. Um, so if you want to have a look and see what we've said about um, Emmanuel Dennis, just go have a look into our videos and you'll be able to see it on there. But I am not alone this evening. I have got a guest lined up and it is Ray from In That Number podcast from Southampton. Just adding him in now. Ray, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Really do appreciate it. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm all good. Thanks. All good, Ben. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Fantastic. It must be pretty be- decent time, really, to be a Southampton fan. Really, um, fantastic run of form. I think it's 21 games unbeaten now. Um, 20 in the league. You've you've set a new club record. How's it been this season under Russell Martin? I know maybe it was a slow start to get mm. maybe his philosophy and style of play across to the players. I think everyone remembers that drubbing you took away to Sunderland. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got better since then, though. Um, what's yeah. really what's what sparked the, the, the change since Sunderland away? Was that 
like the the worst of the worst that you've seen from Southampton. And then the, the comments we've seen from Russell Martin at the weekend, he said that's the best he's ever witnessed as a player and or a manager. Oh, the Swansea game, yeah, that was great. I agree. The first half of that game was fantastic. No, but yeah, it's yeah, as you say, twenty-one games. It's been it's been incredible. I mean, we don't often, as Saints fans, get to see you know a, a run like this. And yeah, club record. It goes back to like nineteen twenty when we first entered the football league. Um, yeah, we lost at Middlesbrough on the twenty-third of September, um, and that was actually the fourth loss in a row. Um, and we uh, we wondered what the hell was going on because I mean we we got knocked out of the um the League Cup by Gillingham, as well, and it was just oh. this was all this was all happening. And we got beat four uh, one at home to Leicester. Yeah, you mentioned the five nil to Sunderland. We got uh, beat by Ipswich as well. So the top two obviously beat us at St Mary's, uh, and then the Middlesbrough game, another terrible one. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just. We, I don't know where it's going. You look, you look back at that now, and we are a completely different team. I mean, Russell Martin knows his, his best 11 now. Um, he seems to have got the team playing together. Um, and, yeah, everyone seems like they want to, you know, want to play for him now. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing going to St. Mary's every week. It's complete contrast to last season, obviously. I can imagine we have a similar feeling amongst our fan base at the moment. The last two years were tough being a Watford fans, probably the two worst seasons we've had watching us players down tall in, didn't really care, didn't want to be here. But this season, it's, it's complete transformation. The players actually want to play for the shirt. And you must be seeing that with Southampton this season as well. Um, Russell Martin's got a really good blend of experience and youth players, and he's seeming to get the best out of all of them. Now he knows that starting uh, eleven. Yeah, he's definitely done that. I mean, it was obviously at the start of it when he came in. I think we, we, a lot of us were a little bit underwhelmed with the appointment because I mean, don't forget we were uh, we were coming off the back of you know Ralph left and uh, and then we had Nathan Jones and yeah, I still cringe when I when I say his name. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Ruben Sayers then come in as, as a, in a caretaker capacity. Um, he had a couple of good results. They gave him the job permanently, uh, and he was just completely out of his depth and got relegated obviously and then you know Russell Martin comes in and you hear you hear from Swansea fans you hear from MK Dom fans and they said look your his style of play is going to be boring it's going to be slow and you know we, we're going to lack in that final third and at the start of the season it seemed exactly like that he said you know we we saw that um at Vicarage Road actually when we when we played a lot in December that it was just lots of possession nothing to show for it and you know during that 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 period where we were losing a lot of games it was that that's what that's what it was under him and then all of a sudden as I say it's just clicked and yeah everyone wants to play and the results are just coming thick and fast now and I can't believe it 21 games it's um yeah it's it's amazing it really is you must be you must be one of the most popular teams for teams um accumulators at the weekend for football fans up and down the country um Southampton yeah. seems to be that banker at the moment but um yeah. how, how impressed have you been of Russell Martin since his his was appointed like you say um Swansea fans maybe warned you saying it, it might be a bit a bit boring at times but how, how impressed have you fans been have you, you taken to him straight away no, not not at first. To say at first, it was a bit. It was slow going, and then obviously those four losses get beat by Gillingham in the cup, and you just think, my God, you know, it, it's it's not the right appointment. He's not the man to to take us back to the Premier League because ultimately that is the goal this season. As soon as we got relegated, the board and everyone said that the, the main thing is to get back up to the Premier League straight away. We don't want to hang around. 
and it didn't look like that was going to happen. And we thought Russell might, I mean, <laughs> we probably thought we could do a little bit better. But now, I mean, you can't argue with the results. And yes, there are some games. I mean, even during this unbeaten run, there has been some games where we've 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 been it's been poor, but we've been coming away with with draws, like like yourself at Vicarage Road, um, you know, uh, Coventry game. I mean, we scraped one against Preston. We got a 90th minute equaliser, um, and yeah uh Coventry all, all those teams that are sort of like around you in the middle part of the table mm. it's it's those ones that you that you that are going to you know you you really really struggle with but i think you know he's brought in some players that he he wants to play the system and Flynn Downs has been vital to that um and as i say i think it's taken it has taken time but now all of a sudden it's just all out attack and you know, and it is, it is, we're getting the goals now as well, because we're starting to score a lot of goals lately. And um, that's something that we weren't doing at the start. It was, it was slow. It was boring. Um, we probably win by the odd goal, but now we're beating teams 4-0 comfortable. And that's, you know, that's unheard of for Saints as well. Yeah, the results seem quite convincing at the moment from an outsider looking in. Um, I watched the, um, what is it, the English Football League show on um, ITV religiously. And I'm always impressed with um, your performances and the goals that you score. And you've got a lot of firepower in that team. Um, you said a moment ago, like obviously, a, a, a club the size of Southampton, the aim has to be promotion for this season. You, you can't be sticking around in the championship for too long. But w what is the aim for this season? Is, is it to just try and get into that top two because you don't want to deal with the, the pressure of the play at uh, the playoffs because we we all know how much of a lottery that can be i am yeah definitely not going to be happy with a playoff spot because saints will mess it up it's going to happen um, <laughs> i won't be able to deal with that um so yeah i think it, it, it is a goal to to get automatic promotion that's what they need to aim for i just keep waiting for ipswich to slip up but they're not they just keep on doing so well and you know, we, we got up to seconds and then, you know, they obviously, Leicester played uh, Ipswich on Monday night, got a point. We went back down to third again. Just got to keep on their coattail, just keep playing. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I, if we manage to get in those playoffs, then we'll, we'll get beat. And I'm, I, yeah, I, I won't be able to deal with that. So, yeah, I think the goal is automatic promotion spot, first or second, that will do. <laughs> I think with the form on at the moment as well, I think Leicester and Ipswich are really looking behind themselves at the moment as well because Leicester haven't really impressed me this season. I, I know they've been at the top of the table for a long time, but their performances haven't really impressed me. They've not like run riot. They've just been grinding out results and, and getting it. When <laughs> yeah. Um, what, have you played them um, at your place this season? Yeah, yeah. We played them in that mini run and they beat us 4-1. Um, they scored within the first like, first 30 seconds and that was it heads down and then we got beat 4-1 so yeah right. but I, I, I really really want to play them now I, I fancy taking on Leicester and Ipswich I really do I think we could give them a good game and I think we could beat them yeah. so I say we're a different yeah. team now I've been massively impressed with Ipswich this season as well. It's probably mm. one of the best team, teams I've seen come to Vicarage Road as well, with the way they, they press and move the ball about. And they've just got threats all over the pitch and I've been really impressed with them. So I think they're, they're obviously the dark horse for promotion this season. But I honestly, I see you getting into that top two. So it'll be interesting where you do finish because who knows, you're only eight points away from um, Leicester now. And I know there's a long way to go for the end of the season, but I think... Um, 
think we just have to watch his space really with Southampton and promotion. But on sorry, no, I said I said with Ipswich that you know during the the, the tough festive period they they don't have a big enough squad to be able to deal with it. So I thought they'd start falling away, but they still haven't. Uh, and they just, I mean, they are doing so, so well. Nobody expected that. So I would love to see them go up to the Premier League because that would be brilliant. Not at our expense, of course, but, you know, if they went, <laughs> went in there, took automatic spot and then make Leicester go through the playoffs, that would be nice. <laughs> oh, definitely. I love that. Sitting high and mighty all season and drop down into the playoffs and narrowly miss out. Um, yeah, but yeah, we were saying, um, so on Sunday, you do travel to Vicarage Road for the second time in two months. Um, but this time, the attention's turned to the FA Cup fourth round. In the last round, you beat Walsall 4-0 at home. Uh, was it as straightforward as the scoreline suggests? I imagine it was. Um, first half, no. I think we were 1-0 up at halftime. Um, second okay. half, we uh, we came out and uh, just completely dominated and it just got got what we deserved in that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't all plain sailing. A bit like your round three, that wasn't as easy as. Um, yeah, and I was uh, do, doing our preview on uh, on our show. I thought, wow, yeah, two one against Chesterfield. Like that must have been a pretty uh, pretty scary moment. And I got ninety fifth minute equal, uh, winner. Sorry, wasn't it at the end? But yeah, um, yeah, we we deserve to win the game. We we completely dominated them in the second half. But it's just we have those spells where you know we we can't seem to have a, a total ninety minute performance. We do kind of like drop off and it's it's usually the first half we just kind of like pace ourselves second half we go all guns blazing although it was reversed on uh against uh swansea last weekend yeah i was gonna say so was swansea that 90 minute performance that you've been waiting for all season not at all because we what we were we were three one up in the first half um and then we ended up winning the game three one second half we were terrible there was a point where i thought swansea could get a point out of this we were that bad. I mean, the first half was so good. It was the. I mean, Russell Martin said it was one of the best he's ever uh, seen as a as a coach. I thought it was brilliant. That first half was excellent against Swansea, the best I've seen. Um, and then the second half, yeah, just dropped off, let them back in the game, and but uh, we still managed to hang on for it. Yeah, we hung on in the end. It was uh, that's that's what it was like. Oh, wow, well, fair play to you, sir. Um, with you coming to Vicarage Road this weekend, is the focus purely on the league? And maybe Russell Martin might look at this as an opportunity to maybe rest a few players. Uh, or, or do you think that he's going to have eyes on the FA Cup as well to try and get you as far as you can in the competition? I mean, I guess we're both in the same similar sort of back. So I'm, I'm guessing Watford feel like they can make the playoffs and and really, really give it a go uh, and might take their eye off the ball in the FA Cup. I mean, I love the FA Cup. I would love a deep cup run, but again, not at the expense of our league form. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, no disrespect to Warsaw, he, he was going to change a lot or take a lot of, you know, big, big players out. Um, but, you know, he's already hinted at some changes, but there's no game. There's no midweek game. We, we, we play Rotherham next week away. So we've got another week off. Uh, so mm. I think he'll keep a core of, of, of uh, starters, and then he'll bring on some uh, some youngsters as well. I hope that Russell Martin wants to go for the go for both and really give it a good old go. But let's face it, we're not going to win the FA Cup. So I mean, how mm. far can we possibly realistically go? I mean, got knocked out by Grimsby last year, so. Uh, well, you've got a decent following coming this weekend as well. You sold out within yeah. a few hours, really. So, and, and that's what I've been, been impressed with this season as well. The following from Southampton's been absolutely incredible, hasn't it? 
a sellout everywhere at the moment. It's um, but that's that's down to the form, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, um, last season you could see that it wasn't it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as high. Sorry, um, obviously finishing bottom of the Premier League would do that. The fans are just, you know, not not happy to travel in a midweek. But yeah, I mean, Watford's not that far to go, is it? So yeah, what's it? I think it was just over four thousand we sold. Yeah, four thousand. You got the whole stand away from home, uh, away for the goal. Sorry, so yeah, yeah it's going to be a decent back in. Um, it, Chesterfield had exactly the same, and they sold it all out and made a Did good they? noise. Oh Which, wow! Yeah, yeah, wow. four thousand fans travelled down, and it, there was a noisy bunch as well. So, oh, brilliant! But, yeah, felt sorry for them when we scored that ninety-fifth minute goal. Obviously, you want your team to win in that, but you kind of felt for them a little bit. Non-league Chesterfield hanging on, and then we got two goals in about seven minutes to just kill the dream wow. for them but it, yeah like you absolutely love the fa cup um but we've we've been uh got to the fa cup final twice now and lost on both occasions so i'd love to go that one step further because watford are probably one of the only teams in the countries that haven't actually got major honors next to their name um and we get reminded all the time by our neighbors up the m1 who won the league oh, back. Yeah. have you got one is it we got one in 1976. Yeah, we, we were in the second division at the time, and we beat Man United. So uh, it was a it was a real shock. One of the oh. biggest shocks in FA Cup. It was it was brilliant. Actually, I remember we um we played Watford in, a, in an FA Cup semi final in uh, 2003. That's the year that we we got to the final and lost to Arsenal. But yeah, I was at, at Villa that Park, wasn't it? At Villa Park. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, that was good. That was a good. That's that was a good day out. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Then to you went you. on to play Arsenal in. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, went on yeah. to play Arsenal, and was that at the Millennium Stadium? That was Cardiff, that's right. Yeah, we got beat 1-0, and uh, Robert Perez, I believe. But yeah, yeah, that was a great year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, at least you didn't lose 6-0 in the final, like we did to Manchester City a few years back. So. Oh, you remember that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was cheering, I mean, yeah, you, was, the whole it? country was cheering on Watford then, so, apart from, obviously, Man City fans. But yeah, yeah. no, it was a, yeah, that was, that was a heavy one. One day, maybe it was maybe a fantastic day out, and maybe who, who knows? We okay. feel like we've had yeah. our Wembley moment anyway, because um, already with um, coming from 2 0 down um, against Wolves in the semi final to come back to win 3 2. But honestly, seeing like your team win at Wembley is like the best feeling ever, and especially those circumstances. Um, but we'll move on to um, Watford and Southampton already facing each other. What did you make of that 1 1 draw back in December? Um, it wasn't the best of games, if I remember. I mean, um, yeah, one-one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, uh, Shay Adams scored. It wasn't that long ago, really, was it? Um, Ninety-sixth minute equaliser, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was. I think it was he. Is it Reece Lee? Was it who scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I think if I if I recall as well, you you caused us a lot of problems from set pieces that day, um, and you had a go at us and. I think you played us well the whole game. And I, I remember Bazunu being pretty busy. So you had a few shots. And I I, I mean, I, I think we, we like everyone, we played this season. We've had the possession stats. We've had the, you know, the passes, the the touches. But I think you, you took more shots than us and had more on target in that game. So I think you really did have a go at us. And I know you scored in the 96th minute. And it's a harsh way to, to, to lose points. But on the balance of things, I think Watford probably deserved a draw in that because we weren't at yeah. our best at that point. So I say during this run, we have had games like that where we've dipped a little bit and that was probably, yeah, that was one of them. 
Yeah, we, we was actually really encouraged after that performance as well because um, I think it was a bit of a turning point in in our um, season in December as well. And t- turning up against Southampton, who's obviously been on an incredible run, and to put in a performance like that. And this is what we've seen with Watford this season. They've rescued one of the most amount of points from losing positions this season and always scoring in the last five, ten minutes. So it just shows how well the mentality and the fitness is in the squad at the moment. So it's a never die attitude. So we was really impressed with that performance. Are One you, question um, that what fans are you finally happy probably want with a manager. Are you finally Sorry, what is that? Are you finally happy with a with a manager now? Are you going to settle on one manager and <laughs> so this is this is it. We we got sick and tired of the whole managerial changes and having to justify it every time someone at work would say, oh, you change your manager again um, every three months. And you know what? What for fans are buying into a project now and we want our uh, Val to be given time. And he, he's changed so much in a short space of time. And he's. it seems weird to say that he's, he's actually being backed, but from everything we've seen, the owners are fully behind him and they're loving what he's doing. And if the fans are on side as well, I think he's got something good going. Um, he's got rid of so much deadwood. I think we overturned maybe 20 players out in the summer, wow. brought in lots of new players. We've we've gone back to people who was out on loan. You've got um, Manuel Dennis today as well. So That's massive for Watford. Um, right. I, I was saying earlier to a couple of people, I think he could be the difference to whether we make the playoffs or just miss out. If, if he yeah. comes back and performs like he did in that first part of the season when we was in the Premier League and he got 10 goals, I think he gives us a massive chance now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we get on with Emmanuel Dennis. He is eligible to play you guys at the weekend. Of course he is. Um, yeah, he's going to so, score, isn't he? <laughs> We hope so. <laughs> um, but one one question many Watford fans will probably want me to ask um, you because you're on tonight. We want to know, has Stuart Armstrong actually left the pitch now? Because um, that was one thing we took away from <laughs> the Southampton game was the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I remember the, that. The yeah. was slowing down a bit. And I think Stuart Armstrong picked up a yellow card for... Yeah. Taking, I think, the slowest walk I've ever seen from an opposition player to leave a pitch. Um, and he got a lot of stick yeah. afterwards. Afterwards, So, yeah, we just wanted to know if, if Stuart Armstrong's OK and if he has actually left Vicarage Road yet. Yeah, he's going to score against you now, now that, you, now that you've said that. Oh, I love Stu. He's brilliant. Now, to be fair, we 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 don't do that. We we never resort to the dark arts like that. It's just it's <laughs> it's not it's not in our. I mean, we 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 see it all the time at St Mary's and when when players do it to us, and you know everyone's up, and and they're just yeah. like get him off. And when you when you see it for your own players do it, it's kind of like oh, it's it's a bit. It's a bit cheeky, but you know, yeah, they know what they're doing, don't they? I mean, everybody does it, so yeah, I love yeah. you, Stu. We we took it off as a compliment, really, because obviously you yeah. have to like try and try and um, slow down time and that. Because obviously, what you were saying, what we were building the pressure, we had good opportunities, and it it was taking a sting out of the play a little bit. So it was a bit of a compliment for like a mid-table team playing against a team fighting for promotion that they had to resort to that. But that, like you say, this is what happens in football, and teams do it to to take the sting out of the game, don't they? I'd easily take a yellow card for that. It's just taking one for the team, isn't it? It's yeah. it, Anybody would have done the same thing at that point. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so uh, turning the attention to Southampton again, who who would Watford probably have to be careful of? Like, who's the danger man? Who, who's that one key player that is the most fretful? 
Well, that, that player that you got up there, I think, is is one that you got to watch. Uh, Shay Adams, he's he's scoring some goals at the moment. He's back in form. Um, yeah, five goals in the last six games, I believe, or something like that. So yeah, and he scored on his last two visits to Vicarage Road as well. So uh, I'd right. watch out for that. Um, <laughs> and then obviously you got Adam Armstrong, who's wow. I mean, fourteen goals, eleven assists this season. Incredible, considering what you know what we got last year. It's just a complete championship player. That guy yeah. um, just seems to be able to do it in the, in the championship, but in the Premier League, not so much. Uh, Ryan Fraser, uh, since uh, Suleiman has gone out injured and, and Samuel Adozi, he stepped up big time. And you know he was he was doing this super sub role, but now he's starting, and he's just he's scoring a lot of goals lately as well. And he, he yeah, I'd watch out for him. Yeah, I've seen he scored quite a few goals this season. I think mm-hmm. that was a really shrewd bit of business as well to get someone in with really good championship experience and Premier League experience as well. And he just he ticks all the boxes, doesn't he? He, he works hard. He, he, I hate oh, playing yeah. against Ryan Fraser. He, he was yeah, a horrible bar for the player against when he was at Bournemouth as well. And he, you need those kind of characters in your team. Well, I mean, when we had Sulemano, you'd have like 70 minutes of Sulemano just running out right backs and mm. causing problems. And then... You know, he'd bring on, he'd take Suleimana off and bring Ryan Fraser on, and you get the last 20 minutes of Ryan Fraser doing the same thing. So it's um, it, it's been difficult for for right backs this season. Both of them have been great, but yeah, now that he's starting, he's just been great. And you know, by all accounts, he loves it here. Um, he, he's not in the best of uh, terms with with Eddie Howe, so uh, going back to Newcastle is probably not on the agenda. And I like to think that he can keep this. Um, you know, we can get him on a permanent. And even if we don't get promoted, I'd like to think that he would stay on because he seems to love it down here. Obviously, playing with yeah. Bournemouth as well, he just uh, he loves a bit of the South Coast. So yeah, yeah, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. Um, with Shay uh, Che Adams, is is he out of contract at the end of a season? Yeah, there's a lot of um, we've we've been doing a lot of uh, Shay Adams talk through throughout our podcasts that he's he hasn't signed that new contract. He was offered one in the summer, still hasn't signed. It's kind of like the whole situation with Danny Ings as well. He was coming to the end of his contract and, you know, the board had said, yeah, don't worry, he will sign. And then, then he goes to Aston Villa. Uh, I think Shea Adams wants to play in the Premier League. I think he's a Premier League player, mm. but, you know, I, I don't want to lose him for free. So if anyone comes in for him now, I think they will take it. If the money's good, then Saints will take it. And, you know, I mean, if he wanted to be here, he would have signed that deal. But I mean, yeah. I'd like to think that if we can get promoted. Then he would uh, he would sign that deal as soon as we go up, if we go up. But yeah, it's um it's all up in the air at the moment. Is there a team sniffing round him at the moment? Then um, there have been. There was a number of teams like uh, Crystal Palace, uh, Everton, Burnley. Uh, okay. But this was all this was all in the summer as well, and it's kind of just dies down a little bit. I think Everton were were around him as well, and. Uh, Wolves, another one, but there's not been anything concrete in January, which is a surprise. Okay, it's, it's not been silly then by banging in the goals leading up to the January transfer window, trying to put him back in there. That's exactly <laughs> what our uh, a guy said on the podcast. They said that, yeah, whenever there's a transfer window, Shay Adams starts banging in the goals and putting himself <laughs> in the shop window. So, yeah, I would not be surprised, honestly. Oh, brilliant. Um, and with Adam Armstrong as well, you listed him as a threat as well. I was really surprised that, uh, to see that he was actually given the captain's armband at the start of the season. How did that all come about? Well, I mean, well, James Ward-Prowse was obviously the captain uh, and obviously we, we sold him to West Ham. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jack Stevens was uh, appointed the, the captain. 
he went in, he got down injured in, in August. And I think part of this whole uh, Shay Adams new deal is they offered him the captain's armband. Um, if he signs this new deal, he'll be, he'll be the captain when, when Jack Stevens isn't playing. Obviously he didn't sign that deal. And then all of a sudden Adam Armstrong gets the band and it's like, yeah, that's not expected. And obviously mm. Chase had to, he's had to be a bench player for most parts of the season. And now that he's, as you say, now the window's approaching, he's, uh, he started to play again and started to score some goals, but yeah, Adam Armstrong and, uh, is, is the, the stand-in captain at the moment, obviously, but Jack Stevens is now back, but he can't get in the team because, because Harwood Bellis and Jan Bednarik are playing so well at the back there. Uh, um, the, where can Watford exploit this weekend? Like, where's your weaknesses in this side? We don't have any. If there is one. 21 <laughs> games unbeaten. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that we can't. I mean, you, <laughs> the blueprint to beat us is is what, you know, what you did at, at Vicarage Road in December. Uh, because we're such a, you know, possession-based team, uh, it can go wrong because, you know, we, we, we do like to play out from the back. Uh, so pressing us up high and forcing those mistakes. I mean, we've seen that a bunch of times this season. I mean, Gavin Bazunu's had some misplaced passes. Jack Stevens has had, he had one last week, actually. Uh, just when we try and build out the back, if you get a team that presses up high, forces us to, to, to rush things a little bit more than we want to, that you could have some joy with that because we have conceded a few goals like that. And, and like I said before, we have these spells in the game where we start to dominate and then all of a sudden the concentration levels dip and then we just go for 20 minutes where we can't, we can't get anything right. So those are the times that you need to strike. Um, and we're, I think you catch us on the break. You can get us on the break because we like to uh, commit so many men forward. Um, and if you've got some speedy wingers, then I'm guessing you could, uh, you could really do some damage if you're, uh, if you're in top form. So, yeah, there's three ways that you could beat us there. Perfect. Well, we didn't really have too much pace in this side until this morning when we signed Emmanuel Dennis. So hopefully he'll be the, the guy that will unlock the Southampton's defence. I'm not too sure yeah. whether he scored against um, Southampton in the Premier League. I don't think he did. I, I, the last time you were at St Mary's in the Premier League, I think it was Cuco Hernandez who scored twice. He beat us 2-1, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, that was a terrible, terrible game. <laughs> I think that was the year that you got relegated um, and Saints stayed up just about. But yeah, let's let's t we're talking about previous games. Have you got any memories or favourite memories of Watford playing Southampton? I imagine that FA Cup semi-final is going to be high up there. That's probably the one that I think of the most. I think there was a, a, a an FA Cup game a couple of years ago in the fourth round that we played you. If I remember, I think that was a that I don't think that was a very good game though. I can't remember who scored. I, I want to say 2018, 2017, 18. That was a yeah FA, FA Cup fourth round. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, no, I think games between uh, Watford and Saints have been quite cagey. I think they're all, there's a, there's never more than a goal in it from what I remember. There's always, you know, a, a, a swing here or there. It's never, I, I can't ever remember uh, giving Watford a thrashing. I don't think that's going to change. The one that is just still is fat. Um, record Shane Lons got as well, scoring the fastest goal in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that was oh, that was one-one though. That game that finished one-one. And I think you scored at the end. We scored at the beginning. Yeah. You scored at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fantastic to have a record against Watford as well. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, the one that sticks out for for me, like you say, there's been lots of top 
quite games as well. Um, I quite liked the one where we went to St. Mary's and won 2 0. I think it was 2007. And uh, Abdullah Dekore and Dari Yamat scored for Watford. And it was under uh, Marco Silva, I think. And it was just when things were starting to click under him as well. And we, we was, I think we was in the top four for the first like six, seven weeks of the season. Um, but that, that was a massive high for me. Um, so, what would your score prediction be for this weekend? You know, I'm. <laughs> we did this. We did our Watford preview last last week, last Sunday, and I uh, I actually predicted uh, Watford to win uh, because it's the FA Cup. There's going to be some changes. Uh, we might take take our eye off the ball. You've now got Emmanuel Dennis playing. It's these sorts of games that. I don't like their banana skins. It's all those teams in around, like I said before, like, you know, mid table to, to the fifth place, like your West Broms, your, your Coventry's, your Hulls, your Norwich, Watford. Those are the games that if we are going to slip up, it's going to yeah. be against one of those teams. And I think, yeah, all it takes is for, you know, a couple of youngsters to be playing uh, and just keep our eye off the ball a little bit, concentrate more on the league. And we, we if we're going to, this run is going to end soon. And if it's going to end, it's going to end at somewhere like Watford. So um, I think I did predict uh, a 2-1 Watford. Uh, I think I will probably do the same. Yeah, I think Watford are going to edge this one 2-1. Uh, and you'd rather it, um, your unbeaten run, end in the FA Cup, ban the league, so then you can carry on that 20-game unbeaten run in the league as well. Because yeah. um, that's the priority this season, isn't it? It's obviously getting back into a yeah. promised land of the Premier League. So... I think, yeah, you would probably take a defeat if that guarantees maybe promotion for this season. So I think it'd be an interesting game this weekend. I think it'll be two competitive teams. I think both teams will probably play strong sides. I don't think there'll be many changes on the Watford area. Um, obviously, Emmanuel Dennis will probably walk straight back into this lineup because our strikers, uh, I don't know whether you look at the Watford team and see that our top goal scorer is, is Ryovic on right. nine and is yeah. a striker, but. It, Honestly, he offers absolutely nothing to this team and he's just been in the right place at the right time and scored from six yards about eight times this season with tappings. Um, Gary so Lineker made a career on that. So <laughs> this, this is it. Um, it's just a bit frustrating. Honestly, there was one stat that floated around the other week. We played Rotherham at home, won 5 0. He scored two. He completed one pass in, that, in the whole first part, first half, and scored two goals. Wow, <laughs> I don't even know how you how you go to to judge players like that. Like, is, uh, I just don't know. I just don't know where where you stand with them. It's like you, you want them to do more, but they're still putting the ball in the back of the net. So you know, this is it. And it's like when he scores, you you appreciate him because he's in the right place at the right time. But when he doesn't score, it's like playing with ten men because he doesn't hold the ball up. It's so slow. It, it's a bit frustrating. And I think he scored a few braces this season. So. When he doesn't score, it's very noticeable, and you're like, "Oh, come on, just get someone else on the pitch to help us out," because it is a bit frustrating. Um, I but say, I don't, I don't yeah, remember I'm, I'm, him playing in that in that uh, December game. Maybe he didn't play. I don't know. Maybe he did. This is the thing. I don't remember him in the. This team is game. it. Yeah, you you wouldn't have noticed because he didn't score. <laughs> I think I think he had a really good chance in the first half. Uh, first half, it was a ball over the top and. He should have done a lot better with it. Um, but oh, yeah, I, I do remember that. Actually, it was a set piece, wasn't it? The free kick coming come in. And he could have just put, yeah, yeah. I, do, 
Oh, but that was right. Diagonal ball into the box, and right. it, I think he just mistimed his run or something, and it just got away from him. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a little frustrating. So you'll find more, lots of Watford fans that aren't very particularly happy with him, even though he's our top goal scorer with nine goals. What's, um, um, but what do you make of uh, the the young lad? That's Aspria. What sort of a player is he? Yes, so Spree is brilliant. Um, he's the next gem that we've found from South America. We've we've obviously had Richarlison. He's gone on to play in the World Cup and score in the World Cup. Now it's Spurs. And Jao Pedro is by far the best youngster or player I've ever seen in a Watford shirt who's currently the Europa League top goal scorer. And Yasser Espria is the next one on the conveyor belt. He's so talented. He's a little lightweight still. Um, he still looks like he needs to put on a few pounds to try and bulk up and be a bit stronger on the ball. But his vision is unbelievable and he's got a good goal in him as well. Um, decision making might be a bit off sometimes, but he's, he's only like 20 years old and yeah, that will come on much English. So he, 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 he's getting better with game by game, but he, he is quality. He's probably one of our best technical, yeah, technically yeah. our best gifted player. Yeah, I did the game in December. He forced a good save out of Gavin Bazunu. I think he had a left foot volley, which was down low. Mm. Technique, yeah, yeah, that was spot it. on. And I thought, wow, this this kid looks like a like a right handful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the next one to um, uh, make lots of money for the Pozzo families. I think we could easily get ten million plus for him. I'd like to keep hold of him for a, a little bit longer. Well, um, is, he, is, he a right, is he a right winger? Um, he tends to play. Yeah, he, he tends to play on the right. He can play on his left as as well. Um, he, he's he's very direct as well, um, and he loves a diagonal ball. He links up play, uh, well with the, the fullbacks as well. So there's always lots of carnage down down the sides. Um, and then on the other side, we've got Mateus Martin, the Brazilian, um, who looks a bit like Pat Butcher with the bleach blonde hair. Um, he's, he's quality as well. Um, he's not as consistent as Yasser, um, but yeah, he, he's another flair player we've got into the side. But Ismail Kone's impressed a lot of Watford fans. He's a young, I think, 21 year old Canadian international. Um, he's he scored a few weldies this season, so yeah, this is it. We've got lots of youngsters in the side now, but holding it all together is the experienced head of Jake Livermore. Who, mm. when we signed him at the start of the season, we was like, "Why are we signing a thirty-four-year-old Jake Livermore? We don't need him. His legs are gone. He's honestly been Watford's player of the season. He's been unreal." <laughs> yeah, he's been scoring some goals as well, hasn't he? I've noticed. Yeah. Did you see his brace at QPR? Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Recently, just won two-one, didn't you? Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been very impressive. Um, but before we let you go, Ray, thank you for coming on. I do really appreciate it. We do tend to play a, a little game before we let you go. And it's um, it's called Play for Both. Um, so we ask all the opposition fans who come on, can you name players that have represented both Watford and Southampton? Um, I've had a little bit uh, of a look into this and I've found nine players that have represented both. Um, this goes back to maybe... Um, the early 2000s. I found one in the nine, uh, late 90s as well. Um, and we do have a league table as well. And the highest um, fan has got eight so far. Uh, and that was QPR. Um, but then again, we've had lots of transfers of QPR. So he had a pool of about 30 players to pick from, whereas you've probably wow. only got nine players to pick from. So it's a little bit more difficult for you. Do you, do you know what? Um, though, any um, any I... players come to mind? 
I, uh, we, we do this thing on our um, Instagram page, actually, where we do, uh, wherever we're playing, we do a, a day where we put out who, the, you know, the, whoever we're playing, so it's Watford, we, we, we put out something a little bit closer to who's played for both. So I do have a little bit of knowledge of who's done, so I will say that. Um, yes. Obviously, you've got your, uh, your man, Wesley Hoot. What do you make of Wesley Hoot as well? Because he got a lot of stick from Southampton fans when you travelled up um, in December. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not well liked down here. You know, he cost, <laughs> us, he cost us like fifteen odd million quid, and I think he, when we signed him, he was only like 21, 22. And I think our chairman at the time said that he's going to be one of the best, most promising youngsters in the whole of Europe. And yeah, it was just turned out to be an expensive mistake. We let him go out on loan three or four times in his time here. And he just couldn't find a buyer. And I think he went back to Lazio in the end, or Anderlecht. And then, yeah, then you picked him up. And I, I have to admit, I was pretty surprised with that. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. not he, he's not a flavour of the month down at down at Southampton. Yeah, we picked him up for about two million euros from Anderlecht. And to be fair, he's been very consistent as well. He's it's done he's done really well. He's been rocking the defence. I think he's our yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, our best central defender. Um, I think. When we signed him, I got in touch with a Southampton um, fanzine and they said that his biggest issue was he would always mess about with the, the ball on the edge of a penalty box and it cost you so many goals. Um, he, he hasn't really done that for, at Watford, so I think he's kind of learnt from his mistakes a little bit. He's a bit of a shithouse as well, um, oh, yeah. which oh, yeah. I absolutely love. Um, and he scored from a halfway line this season as well. Um, Has he? Oh, yes, he, yes, I did remember. We, we talked about that on the show as well. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. He he actually tried it last weekend against Bristol City as well, but it was about 20 yards away from the goal. Um, so he, he does have an eye on if the goalkeeper's outside of the box. Um, but yeah, he's been another consistent one this season. Um, so yeah, Wesley Hoot won. Um, what Paul did? Paul Jones played for you for a bit, I, th I think. The goalkeeper, yes, he did. Um, Kevin Phillips back in the day, yeah. he played. I mean, yeah. he's, played for, he's played for everyone, though. Uh, Every championship, side. yeah, <laughs> it's me. Um, Chris Baird, yeah, he that's four. What, uh, Raziak, Gregor's Raziak, five, yeah, big pole, yeah, yeah, he was great for us. A uh, couple of seasons, he was banging in the goal. Oh, Jack Cork, love Jack Cork, um, yeah. Six, yeah. Goodness me. I said Paul Jones, didn't I? Uh... Is there any more? Neil Shipperley. Can I have Nigel Pearson as a manager? I can't give you Nigel Pearson, unfortunately. <laughs> um, um, uh, and it, if, if they're play, represented in the youth system, I will allow... Uh, and maybe not played for their first team. I don't know if that gives you a bit of a clue. Callum Davenport, did he play for Watford? Davenport did play for Watford as well, so that's seven. Oh, wow. Um, Fitzhall? Yes. Eight. You're tied top. I can't believe this. <laughs> Got one more. Come on. Is there any more? <laughs> I've I've got one more, but it's a player that's represented an academy and then gone on to play for the other first team at the other side. Christ! And you will kick yourself. Oh no! Don't say that. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! 
I'm just going to have a look to see about Neil Shipley as well. I'm not. I I'm a, a I don't know if he did or not. Uh, mm. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But that could be your nine. God, but Fitzall, Jack Hawk. My goodness me. Uh, oh, David Connolly. I know he played for Watford. That's one I haven't got. Um, he Neil did play Watford. Watford. He played six games. You're up to ten. You're too clear. Well, there we Double go. Double figures, everybody. Double figures from Ray. There we go. Um, who was the one that you yeah. didn't have? Oh, the one that I didn't have, rather. You you happy with your ten? Sticking with your ten? I don't think I'm going to get any more than that. I really don't. That that's brilliant. Well, good, bloody good going. Um, the one that you probably will kick. He's currently playing for Watford. He's our fullback. He played for Southampton's academy. I think he played in the FA Youth Cup for you guys. James Morris. Yeah. Yes. Oh God. He didn't. No, he didn't play for Saints. Did he? he? Never actually. Yeah. He never got on the on the field. Yeah. 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 He um, represented your academy and played in the FA Youth um, Cup. I think. Um, and then I think he was released when he was eighteen. And then he's just been an understudy at left back. But he's been it's been okay when he's been called upon. I think he's played twenty six games now in the Championship. So he's building up that experience. But yeah. Bloody good going out, Ray. Wow, Ten. I don't know. Up, yeah. What's the next that? <laughs> like I said, I mean, we we only played them in December, so I did a I did a thing about them then. So I was just trying to remember them, but I don't think I, we we got to ten at that point. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's all, all Wesley Hoot. <laughs> well, I'll be amending that graphic later on and putting you top of the board, and then once we wow. finish the season, yeah. I will let you know if you've won. That would be amazing because I mean, Saints being top of the league for anything, I mean, it's just it seems so far away. <laughs> So I'm going to take well, that. So yeah, let's see. You might be on for a double this season. League <laughs> and the voices of Vic played for both. Well, uh, that's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, like I said earlier, Ray, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I do really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching tonight. If you have liked the video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and we'll be back Sunday for a review of the FA Cup fourth round tie with Southampton. Come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.